Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the informal program this week. Here's some encouragement for you. If I can go on a date and the Capitals can make it to the third round, truly anything is possible. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Dave, come on. It's not funny. Live from a city in Southern California, this is the informal program. Here's your host, Daniel West. All right. A lot to get to on the show, but let's start with the Vegas Golden Knights because that's where else can we start? This team is ridiculous. This team is incredible. I don't know what what's the right word for them, Dave. Are they recredible? Recredible. I think that's the word. They're ridiculous and incredible. We've just invented a new word here on the air. They are truly recredible. They are recredible. The Vegas Golden Knights are the most recredible expansion team of all time. And that includes the New York Islanders who won four straight Stanley Cups. That's as far as we're going. That is, that's the extreme to which we're going. Whoa, 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 no. whoa, whoa, whoa. Pull me back. Hold me back. That's, that's where I'm going. New York Islanders, they didn't have to do it in their first season. I didn't see them have to go through a two-time Stanley Cup champion in the Los Angeles Kings. Actually, I wasn't born to see it, so they might have. But the Kings weren't two-time champions at the time, so they didn't beat them. Did they have to go through the San Jose Sharks? No, they didn't. It was a very different league. There were fewer teams. The talent wasn't as good, so the New York Islanders, four straight Stanley Cups, that's great, but come on, you're not Vegas. Now, I have some numbers in front of me here. Dave was happy to pull this up. He actually did some producing work this week, which is a a true improvement on the show. Dave actually producing the show. He gave me some numbers here. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to start the show today. I'm going to give you the NHL expansion team since 1998 because you had... Well, let's just go into the quick history while I have a minute here. You had the uh, the great expansion that doubled the league. You brought in the Kings, the uh, Oakland Seals, or the Sacramento Seals. What were they? Uh, California Golden Seals. The California Golden Seals. A great name at the time. Not a great team. Ended up folding. So you had that great expansion. And then they did some little stuff. They brought in Atlanta. That didn't work as well. Colorado ended up moving to New Jersey. Blah, blah, blah. And then... I think because of the Golden Seals thing, that's how the Sharks came into the league. Am I right on that? Look that up. I'm pretty sure that's how it worked out. Yeah, the Sharks... uh, I'm Dave, by the way. You didn't introduce me. Hi, America. Um, By the way, and John's back there. He's waving, but you you banished him. You said he couldn't come out anymore. I didn't say that. I said that he he keeps coming out and yelling stuff and being a part of the show, and he's not running the board. And then we get complaints, like last week, where someone said, oh, the ducking levels were really off on that whole... uh, bit you did with the uh, draft lottery which is true because he left the studio on the back and did automatic ducking and didn't monitor the levels that's some real audio stuff there and if you're an audio expert listen to the show last week because yeah john really made a mess of that okay so you were saying yeah i was saying uh yeah so the golden seals folded and they folded into the cleveland barons or something but but the league had the rights no it was the minnesota north stars i think but someone anyway the league had the rights to say like yeah, because we're such a disaster uh, in the market, you can get another team. So basically what happened with LAFC is what happened with the... Uh... You're just doing that to rile me up. Yeah, I am. Okay, so yeah, that's what happened. Okay, so did, did anyone understand that? You went off on a tangent about you and John and all that. Can we get to the point? I told you the point. The point is that they moved. No, they didn't move. I'm sorry. Came out the show. I feel like we just wasted two minutes. I'm not any smarter on how the San Jose Sharks came into the league. 
Uh, I'm going to come out for a minute here. I, I, I'm watching the board. Okay. The, the owners of the old uh, Seals, I believe. I think what you're trying to say is the owners of the old uh, Sacramento or Seattle Seals. California. California Golden Seals, whatever they were. They had the rights. Because it was such a disaster and the team moved, they had the rights to put another team there. And so they, they sold whatever team they had and they, they brought the Sharks to the league. Thank you. That really didn't take, that didn't have to take three minutes. It really didn't. So the point is, as I was saying, let's just forget all that happened. I'll continue the story. So all that to say, the Sharks came into the league in 91, and then you had the Ottawa Senators with them. And then after that, you had the the big expansion where they just went full-blown. They brought a team to Florida. The Ducks came in. And then there was the last great wave of expansion, which is like in 96 or so, and the teams came into the league in 98. And those teams were the Nashville Predators, the Atlanta Thrashers at the time. R.I.P. Rest in peace in Winnipeg. The Columbus Blue Jackets and the Minnesota Wild. So those are the teams we're going to look at because those are the last teams that Vegas will be going up against. And yes, I know the expansion rules are different and blah, blah, blah. But my point in saying this is the Vegas Golden Knights, in case you haven't heard, in case you're new to sports and you're just saying, what is this about the Golden Knights and the Golden Seals and the, the, the Golden whatever? The Vegas Golden Knights are an expansion team. They are under a year old at this point if we're talking about actually playing on the ice. They started playing last uh, October, and this team made up of guys who other teams said, no, we don't want them. They are going to the Western Conference Finals. So that, that got me to thinking, and Dave did some research here. They've done more in that one year than most of these expansion teams have since 1998. And if you think that this is just like, oh, we're just talking out of our heads, no, here's some facts here. Now, we'll start with the Nashville Predators, who made it to the Stanley Cup Finals last year, so congratulations to them. It took them six years to make the playoffs. It only gets worse from there. Okay, so it took them six years to make the playoffs. Eventually, they got to the uh, Conference Finals. Eventually, they, they went to the Stanley Cup and lost. Okay, so the Predators are the top of the order, and now they're going to Game 7 to get there again. The Atlanta Thrashers, they didn't win a playoff game until this year. What? The team moved to Winnipeg. They made the playoffs once when they were in Atlanta. They got swept out of the playoffs. The Jets made the playoffs. They got swept. The team did not win. I didn't say a series. They didn't win a playoff game until this year. The Columbus Blue Jackets. I feel sorry for the Columbus Blue Jackets. They've never won three games in a playoff series ever. What? Yes. So they've been, in the, they've been around since 1998. They've made the playoffs a few times. They've never won three games in a series. They've won five total playoff games. So essentially, if you were to take all of the playoff games that the Columbus Blue Jackets have played, stack them together, they would just barely make it out of the first round and then lose in the second round in five games. And then the Minnesota Wilds, they made it to the conference finals in their third season, and they got swept. Okay, so those are the expansion teams since 1998. So we had the Nashville Predators, took them six years to make the playoffs. The Winnipeg Jets slash the Atlanta Thrashers. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Didn't win a playoff game. A game. Did not win a playoff game until this year. The Blue Jackets have won five playoff games in their history and have never won three games in the same series. 
The Minnesota Wild made it to the conference finals once, didn't win a game there. The Vegas Golden Knights came in and in a year are going to the conference finals. So put this in perspective. The Minnesota Wild, like I said, have been around since 1998. If they win one game against either Winnipeg or Nashville, whoever wins that series, if they win one game, they will essentially be at the same level as the Minnesota Wild. What? That's, that's incredible. So that, that just puts in perspective, I hope, because they're, they're a great team. I said last week that I would get to uh, the, the LAFC Stadium. Can you put, put me on the clock here? Because there's, there's a lot this show has to do today, and I don't want to get sidetracked by you talking, Dave talking. You're talking to me? Actually, I was talking to Dave. I think that's a penalty. No, that's not a penalty because the sports die is we're under contract disputes with him, and we couldn't get someone to voice him today. By the way, quick note. Actually, I'll do it later. Just just remind me after the break to, to, to call my own card on the penalty. Okay, so do you have the timer set, Dave? Yeah, hang on just a minute. We went through this in rehearsal, Dave. Just just set the timer, please, okay? Just just a minute, all right? All right, sir, you're on, and go. Okay, so the Bank of California Stadium, the home of uh, LAFC, uh, I said I'd do a review on it last week. It's a great atmosphere. It's a great atmosphere. It's a great stadium. What's kind of fun is if you go there, it feels like one of those old-school baseball stadiums that's just built right on top of itself. I'm surprised that in 2018 you build a stadium that feels like you are just that close to everyone. Like I've been to Staples Center, and I would say that it feels even closer than Staples Center does in terms whoa, of whoa, – yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that a soccer stadium, a 22,000-seat soccer stadium, feels a lot more intimate than Staples Center. It's a really nice stadium. Only issue, concessions. It's a, it's a disaster. Concessions are an absolute disaster. Uh, they need to work on that because you can't have people waiting in line, you know, 15, 20 minutes to get food. Or not even knowing where the line is. That was my only issue. But, I mean, a great atmosphere. The first game was fantastic. Uh, the game itself, maybe a little sloppy, but... All right, stop talking. Thank you. That's the review of Bank of California Stadium. For more information, visit your local television providers. Okay. Like I said, this is a jam-packed show today. And there's a lot to get to. And I'm stalling because John is still writing beating factoids. I thought we were going to... I thought we were going to do it. All right, I'm ready. Okay. And he's doing the SpongeBob dance. Uh, we're not on. We're not on TV anymore, but he's doing the SpongeBob dance. Thank you to all our affiliates from coast to coast around America listening to the informal program and carrying the informal program. So you know he's doing the uh, SpongeBob "I'm Ready" dance from episode one. All right, you ready? Uh, ready, ready, ready. It's time for Beanie Factoids. Here's John Beanie. Greetings. Hi. Okay. So I have only three factoids today because someone was like, "You're taking too long." I, I just said that they work better if you had fewer and you give more time to elaborate. All right, then you need to be quiet and I'll do the factoids. Number one. Okay, number one. This is from before. This is uh, from last week because we didn't get to any of my factoids because someone was talking. Because we decided to do the whole skit instead of the factoids. That's true. Okay, so number one. Uh, Christian Tachera. Bless you. You ignoramus. He is a uh, footballer for the uh, Vancouver Whitecaps. He uh, got a yellow card in their game on Friday, and uh, life continues as usual. That's not nothing weird. You get a yellow card, right? Yeah. Okay. He scored a goal. After the goal, he took his shirt off 
which is an automatic yellow card, which meant that right there, for scoring a goal and taking off his shirt, he was thrown out of the game, and uh, the Whitecaps played the rest of the game down a man. That's a terrible idea. That's really unfortunate. It is. Number two. Uh, number two, Steph Curry, the greatest three-point shooter of all time. Get out of here, Ray Allen. Get out of here, Kyle Korver. Get out of here, uh, Patrick whoa, Ewing. Whoa, 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 Patrick whoa. Ewing? Yeah, Patrick Ewing. He was great, man. He's underrated. Patrick Ewing. Yeah. The New York Knicks big man. Yeah. Oh, he was great, man. You should have seen him in practice. Uh, anyway, he, pa he went to number three on the all-time three-point list. Now, all of you are saying, oh, of course he did. It's Steph Curry. Uh, but, but here's the thing. He has done it in only 78 games. What? I repeat, he has made it to third all-time in the history of the NBA. Now, the three-point line's been around since, like, 85 or something. 70? I don't know. Dave, look that up. Uh, hey, that's my line. I know, but I'll, I'll tell him. Dave, look it up. Anyway, he has moved to third all-time on the three-point list in 78 games. That is incredible. What? Yeah, that's crazy, Stephen A. Smith. Um, here we go. Number three. All right, number three. Uh, he's, still, he's still behind uh, Ray Allen and uh, LeBron James. Okay. This is the last one, and this one's a little serious, but it, it's, it's, it's needed, okay? So Spencer Gallagher's a NASCAR race car driver, and I'm going to uh, play this here. I know y'all are watching. That was every bit as crazy as it sounds. And when I get home, we are going to party like it's 1999, y'all. We won! So he won his first career race at Talladega last week. And uh, right after the race, the day after or the Monday after, it was announced that he had failed a drug test and he is out. So immediately after winning his first career race, he is suspended indefinitely from NASCAR. That's unfortunate. Uh, we're out of time. We'll be back here on the Informal Program right after this. All right, way to take us to break, John. And today's show is uh, sponsored by Your Name Here. Dave, where's my script? Uh, they never gave it to us. All right, the client never gave us the script. So what do you want me to do for a minute here? We, we can talk about whatever we want. Uh, squirrels. All right, today's show is brought to you by Squirrels. I appreciate them sponsoring this time period because right outside our window, we have squirrels. And the squirrels are, they're fantastic, man. You need a squirrel in your life. I don't think you should bring them into your home. I think they need to be domesticated first. But just, just have a squirrel nearby. Friends of Squirrels. If you want to be a friend of a squirrel, go to the website, friendsofsquirrels.com. Actually, I don't know if you want to do that. Yeah, I don't know, because that's not a legitimate website. We went there, and the, they wanted to enter our password and our credit card information. It was nuts. So don't go to friendsofsquirrels.com, but become a friend of a squirrel. Leave some nuts out. Leave some seeds out if your municipality is okay with that, and become a friend of a squirrel. And now to the news report with Bagman. And now, it's the Bagman News Report. All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am here with some truly disturbing news. Okay. Well, unless you're a fan of LeBron James. This comes from the world of NASCAR, but we'll tie the two together in the next 45 seconds because I am very good at doing that. Herschel McGriff is a NASCAR race car driver in the NASCAR k series. Why am I talking about Herschel McGriff? Because Herschel McGriff is 90 years old. Yes. What? He is 90 years old, and he just raced in a NASCAR k event, and he played the trombone for the national anthem. Why do I mention Herschel McGriff? Because he's 90 years old. LeBron James is 33. NBA, sports fans, you have another 60 years. Let that sink in, man. 
You said he won't be the greatest over Michael Jordan. Well, let me tell you, he's going to pass Jordan. He's going to pass Bill Russell. He's going to pass them all. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get those whoa. sound bites out of here. LeBron James will play until he's 93 years old, and we'll be here on the Inform program to cover it. Back to the show. I'm not sure what kind of news that was. Welcome back to the Inform program. Uh, I would talk to him, but I think he pre-recorded that and he left the building, so, uh, okay. He does have a point, though. Okay, can I finish my fact to it? Because I felt like I got cut off. Because guess who was talking again? I gave you plenty of time to do the factoid. Those 30 seconds you spent writing could have gone to the show. That's true. Okay, can I finish it? Because I feel you did not give it the proper gravitas it needed. You cut me off with the sound bites. You played the bump music. You had it automatically going. I had nothing to do with it. I laid out for Beanie Factoids. That's true. Okay, I, I, as the country song said, I got nobody to blame but me. Okay, the first Chris Stapleton reference in the history of the show. Welcome. Okay, finish the factoid. Okay, <clears throat> so Spencer Gallagher, NASCAR driver. He has been suspended indefinitely for uh, violating the, uh, the NASCAR drug policy. We don't know what he took. But it's just very ironic that the day after he wins the biggest race of his career, first career win, he qualifies for the postseason playoffs, all that, he fails a drug test. Now, it did not happen after the race, but those post-race comments, if we can get them again, can we get those uh, post-race comments again? You're the producer, or <laughs> the engineer, so it would help. I'm not the producer, I'm the engineer. I, I corrected myself. You're the engineer, so you need to play the soundbite. Okay, hang on. All right, I'm going to play it, and then I'm going to describe it, okay? I'll have it on a five-second buffer, so I'm going to run back, all right? Okay, uh, this is what he said. Ryan, if you may, I'd like to take a second to personally address everyone at GMS. I know y'all are watching. That was every bit as crazy as it sounds. And when I get home, we are going to party like it's 1999, y'all. We won! <laughs> so, so, you know, people are saying, now, I'm not saying this, okay? Just make this clear. I'm not saying this, and this is not the case because the drug test probably happened weeks before. But because of what he said there, and immediately the day after, people are saying, you know, maybe he went out too hard. We don't know. But he, he's going through the World to Recovery program, so he'll probably be back. But he just really shot himself in the foot because he was going to be, at, at, at worst, I think, like 12th in points at the end of the season because he, he had won a race. So it's just really a messed up situation, and that's, that's many factoids. All right, thank you for um, cleaning that up there. We move on in the show. To something that we're gonna, we do we have some music for this. We need some like investigation type music. Yeah, there we go. I was thinking more CSI, but we don't have the rights to that, do we? No, we got enough trouble for playing the price of the right Yeah, that's right. Speaking of which, can uh, just for a minute, congratulations to the Cleveland Cavaliers on advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals again, and farewell to the Toronto Raptors, who once again uh, lost. So. Speaking of basketball, nice segue. We were watching the games this weekend, and uh, something came up. Just an innocent question, an innocent research that turned down a dark path, which is why we are joining you today for the first edition of the Informal Investigations. And now, this is an informal investigation. All right, so our research begins. We've got to take a more serious tone with this, so take off the clown hat, Dave, please. Thank you. John, put a shirt on. We're supposed to tell them. Well, I did. So here's what happened. We looked up something in basketball, which everyone knows about. Even if you're not a basketball fan, you know about this. The assist. 
because Rajon Rondo had 21 assists and only four points. A truly efficient night for Rajon Rondo. And it got us thinking, what is an assist? So this started out a very innocent path, just looking up what an assist is, because, you know, it, it, it seems to be like, all right, you pass the ball to them, they get the point. So now I'm going to read from Wikipedia what an assist is. Or do you want me to, does someone else want to read this? I'll read it, okay. This is what it says. An assist is attributed to a player who passes the ball to a teammate in a way that leads to a score by field goal, meaning that he or she was assisting in the basket. Now here's the second line, which raises all kinds of issues that as we delve into further, it just got deeper and darker. There is some judgment involving involved, excuse me, in deciding whether a passer should be credited with an assist. An assist can be scored for the passer even if the player who receives the pass makes a basket after dribbling the ball. However, the original definition of an assist did not include such situations. So the comparison of assist statistics across eras is a complex matter. Talk about shocking. That's right. So, everything you knew, ladies and gentlemen, NBA fans around the world, FIBA fans, WNBA fans, everything you thought you knew is a lie. Sorry, hold on. I know I'm breaking the dramatic tension. Let me find it here. What? Thank you. Everything you thought you knew, it's a lie. It's not true. It's false. An assist is subjective. Now, that's disturbing enough as it is. So when you're watching the NBA and you see Steph Curry make a nice pass, Kevin Durant gets the basketball, dribbles it a couple of times, spins around. That could be an assist. That could not be an assist. Who is that up to? The scorekeeper. And that's where we get to the second level of this investigation, the scorekeepers. Because in our research, we uncovered, well, actually, Dead's been uncovered, and we took the effort, read it, disseminated it, and gave it to you several years ago, by the way, so this is not new information, but you're probably learning it for the first time like we did. Or you're not, and you're sitting through this saying, we knew this already, but I continue. The scorekeeper is the one who makes that decision. Now, it would be great if the scorekeeper was an unbiased robot, but he is not. The scorekeeper is employed by one of the teams, which means that the scorekeeper may at times be at the mercy of other outside influences to give assists. And that is true. What? If you think we're joking about this, this is this is a true story. You have the story here. Alright, let me pull it up in your computer. I mean really, you would you would really think that we were more organized than this. Like we got the music going on, we got the dramatic tension, and we can't do this. I mean really. Okay. Do we do we, can I have the story here? Please, thank you. Here, just, just, just. I can hear your mouse clicking. Well, you need to send me the story here. I need to open it on my tab. All right. Uh, Read about the Friends of Squirrels while I'm doing this. Okay, we're brought to you today by the Friends of Squirrels. If you want to make a squirrel your friend, do not visit friendsofsquirrels.com. That's a CD website. I don't. I, do not. Do not Google it. Do not click on it. I don't know what it is. But we went there, and it's an unsecured link, and uh, wanted our credit card information. So don't go there, but become a friend of a squirrel. Now, thank you. I have it here. Okay. So this is a story from Dead Deadspin, written by Tommy Craggs. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, 2009? I mean, I knew this was old, but Dave, come on. I thought we were breaking new ground. This is nearly 10 years old. 
Just keep going with it. All right, this investigation is falling apart. There's so many jokes I can make. Y yeah, you, you're not making them. We're a sports show, not, not a news show. I, I can see you. I know. Just go back in that room. You're not, you're not getting us in trouble, okay? Okay, so this is saying in 1997, uh, Nick Van Exel of the Lakers, he apparently had 23 assists. That's what they said. They said, oh, okay, he had 23 assists. But wait till you hear some of these, some of these reports. Okay, some of these reports. I need the, I need the stuff, man. Okay, I need the, I need this. Okay, all right. Where is the thing about Nick Bennett, Dave? Uh, you want me to read it? Yeah, you, go ahead and read this article. Um, page five. No, no, don't read the article. Okay. Anyway, the point is. I don't know. Read about friends of squirrels again. No, I'm not reading about friends of squirrels. I, I want the article here. Anyway, the point is. Uh, yeah. A anyway. Uh. So. The the. I'm sorry. Something's on fire back there. Okay, go put it out. A wire? Yeah, a wire. It caught fire. Okay. Uh, do you do you need anything? I just an extinguisher. Hey, put it in the bag. All right, I'll go get it. Alright. Which, which bag? The other bag. Oh, you need to do the back door? Yeah, I get it. All right, I'll be back. Thank you. Uh, you got it under control? Yeah, I'll be fine. All right, see you. Okay, so while he goes to put out that fire, we'll uh, discuss Nick Van Exel. So anyway, uh, the point is, Nick Van Exel got 23 assists in part because a Lakers fan was the scorekeeper. What? Yes. So that just raises a lot of questions about Russell Westbrook. And another story they say is that at one point Hakeem Olajuwon, or excuse me, Dikembe Mutombo, uh, was penalized because the scorekeeper didn't like him. Now this extends past assists. This extends to blocks. What is a block? What is a rebound? All these NBA stats, essentially besides points and three-pointers, they're subjective and they are in the hands of an at times vindictive scorekeeper and if that is not disturbing i don't know what is actually what is disturbing is this segment because it went really off the as we finish up on the info program two great quotes to get to this week it's uh, time for our quote of the week and now it's time for the quote of the week and for this we will join the uh, informal improv theater uh first one we have here is chris paul uh what did he say oh you're gonna play the uh, reporter all right, I'm going to play the reporter. All right, Chris, so you just won in Utah. Uh, you have a 3-1 lead now. How, how do you feel? Well, you know what? I've been here before, and um, <clears throat> it went bad real quick. Thank you, Chris. Uh, roasting the Clippers. <laughs> uh, second one here, Patrick Vieira, head coach of NYCFC. Uh, John, did you put the fire out? I did. All right, you want to play Patrick Vieira? Yeah, I'll play Patrick Vieira. Okay, so Patrick, you lost... Uh, is mayonnaise an instrument? Wrong, Patrick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you like my impression there? I thought that was John. I can do his voice, too. You want to hear? Hi, I'm John Beatty. All right, just, just get through this thing here quickly before we run out of time. All right, you want me to do it? No, I'm going to do it. Just stop mocking my voice. Okay, Patrick, you lost to uh, New York Red Bulls 4-0. How do you feel about that? If I had a chance to change all 10 players on the field at halftime, I would. Wow, thank you. 
That is a glowing endorsement of your own team there, Patrick. And that is it for the informal program, a glowing endorsement of quality radio where wires caught on fire and we couldn't get news stories straight out. But you know what? Such is life. We'll be back on the informal program next week. Until then, I'm Daniel West. Bye. So, is Inborn still alive back there? Yeah, he put out the fire. I'm just saying. It was a very small fire. I just, you know, I smelled something burning. I looked under there and this little wire was like, you know, smoking. So I, I got the extinguisher and I came back in time to do Patrick Vieira. Do you think they're the best team in the league? No, they're not the best team in the league. Who's the best team in the league? Atlanta. What? We're doing this. We did this like two shows ago. You want my power rankings? Yeah, give me your power rankings. So one Atlanta is two New York Red Bulls. Nels, two is still NYCFC. What? Even after that? Yes, even after that. And three is a Sporting Kansas City. So there's been no change in the top three, but you keep asking me, so there you go. All right, how about fourth? Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Red Bulls. Red Bulls at four. Not Arsenal? Very funny. Oh! All right, we'll see you next week. Bye.